So let's jump in. Here are two scriptures you're going to have to write down because we're going to reference them uh, today and as long as we go through this series. Uh, The first one is Isaiah 64, verse 1 through 4. Isaiah 64, verse 1 through 4, and uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Now, with 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 through 14 is going to kind of be, you know, like a main kind of theme throughout the rest of this teaching. But write both of those down, and I'm going to jump right into it. So Isaiah 64, I'll read verse 1 through 4. It says, Oh, that you would burst from the heavens and come down. I'm reading from NLT. How the mountains would quake in your presence as fire causes wood to burn and water to boil. Your coming would make the nations tremble. Your enemies would learn the reason for your fame. When you came down long ago, you did an awesome, you did awesome deeds beyond the highest expectations and oh, how the mountains quake. Here we go. Verse four, it says, uh, for since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you. Watch this, who works for those who wait for him, who waits for him. That's Isaiah 64, one through four. Got to remember that. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians uh, 2. I'll do 7 through 10. Just write those down so you can go back to them a little bit later. He says, um, uh, no, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and trust God uh, destined for our glory before uh, time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, now this is, this is, this is Paul now referring back to what we just read in Isaiah, okay? He says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who, loved, uh, who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Now, here's the thing. We want to take these two scriptures, right? And we read them here in the Bible. Understand this. God's wisdom, God's plan, God's thinking, the things that he has, they, they, the reference here in these two scriptures. Listen, they have no limit. They're not constrained by time or space. And it continues to flow from God to his people through his spirit. And we're going to see that in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 7 through 14. So again, when we're talking about uh, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has ever conceived the things that God has planned. Understand that the things that he has planned does not stop with that being revealed here in these scriptures. Okay, meaning that with his plan, his wisdom, his thinking, the things he has in store for us, there's no limit. There's no time limit. It's not constrained by time or space. It continues to flow from God to his people through his spirit. That means that God still has things that no man has heard, that no man has seen, that no human mind has even conceived in store for the people who love him, as First Corinthians 2 said, and for the people who wait on him, as Isaiah 6, uh, 64 says. I'm going to say that one more time. This means that God still has things. That doesn't mean it's in the past. We read it in this book, but God is continually presently here and in the future, meaning that he still has things that no man has heard, that no man has seen, and that no human mind has even conceived yet in store for the people who love him. We saw that in 2 Corinthians 2, 9, but then also in Isaiah 64, it says, and who wait on him. Listen, what you have to do every morning, and this is, this is going to be so key in what we're doing here at Impact, uh, Um, uh, uh, this week, next week, and moving forward, you need to make that a personal statement, that God still has things that no man has heard, that no man has seen, and that no uh, mind has conceived in store for me. Listen, 
I'll send, we'll post this on the website. You can write it down or you can write it down now. But that's got to be your confession, that God still has things for me that no man has heard, that no man has seen, and that no mind has conceived, that he still has things for who? You got to say for me, for me, that God still has things in store. Now watch this. That means that if God, if, 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 if God has this for me, whatever that is, whatever the things he has in store for you that no one has seen, no one has heard, and no mind has conceived, if God still has this for you, watch this, that means you have to stop looking for God's next move in your life to be familiar. Because no man has seen it, no ear has heard it, and it hasn't dropped in anyone's mind, not even yours. And so as you're looking for God's next, you have to get prepared for it not to be familiar. You have to get prepared for it not to be comfortable. You have to get prepared for it not to be what it has always been in the past. It's going to look different. You've got to get ready for it not to be what you've seen before. You've got to get ready for it to not be what you've heard before. And you've got to get ready for it not to be what you thought it was before. Listen, you've got, you've got to start with an open mind that says, listen, if I want the, the, the things that God has for me that he has in store that no man has seen, that no man has heard, and that no mind has conceptualized, if I want that for me, then what I need to do is then start to spread my mind and get prepared to not be comfortable, to be uh, doing things and around things that aren't familiar, and to, and to divorce myself from the way that things have always been done. That's if you want, <laughs> that's if you want the things that no man has seen, heard, or has even conceived in his mind. Y'all ready? Watch this. The thing we're talking about today and, and, and for the foreseeable future is, 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 is revision. When God revises me. Listen, revision means to reexamine and make alterations. Look, when God is trying to do something new in your life and he's saying, I'm going to have to make a revision, I'm going to have to revise, I'm going to have to rewrite. Listen, he's not rewriting the plan he has for you. He's trying to rewrite and re- the, 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 what we have in our mind and in our heart so we can be open to what he has for us. Listen, we think we're so smart and we say, I want to do something new. I don't want to put God in the box. Listen, you can't put God in the box if God was already in a box. We can't, we're the ones in the box. We could, you couldn't put God in the box if there was a box with an Amazon tag on it that said God. You couldn't put him in the box if he was already in, the one bo- in, a, in a box. So again, it's switching our thinking. It ain't, it ain't God that's in the box. It's us that's in a box. I can't put him in a box. No, 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 no. You couldn't even if he was in a box. And then even the box would be indefinite and infinite, uh, infinity because he's God, right? And so you couldn't put him in a box. It's us. We have to be revised. We have to be rewritten. Our minds have to be erased. We have to change the way that we think, change the way that we talk. We've got to change all that if we're going to hold on to the things that no man has heard, that no man has seen, and that no one has thought uh, uh, just yet that God has in store. Or for who? For me, for you. That's our personal confession. Now watch this. I want to take you to the Bible. Um, uh, 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 God taking us, or mankind in general, through new things or to new stuff that we've never seen before is not anything new to God. It may be new to us, but it's not new to God. I'm telling you, this is going to be this next level stuff. If we want to get to what God has for us, we got to erase all the stuff that's familiar, that's comfortable, the way it's been done before. This is the, te- listen, and that's the testimony of Impact Fellowship. It, it's something that, that, that for the most part ain't been done, ain't seen it. When we was working with our lawyer um, for, um, uh, to become official and get the 501c3 and things like that, she tried to uh, send, uh, she sent me a form. She's in Atlanta. So she sent me a form and we had to fill out together of, um, this is what she normally does for churches uh, to get their 501c3. We've got a template. Just fill this out, and we'll get you going. 
we didn't even get halfway through the template before she says, you know what, I'm going to have to do something different. We're going to have to rewrite this whole thing because this is not a normal church. This is not the way things have been done before. She had to, she had to, she had to revise the form for us because it ain't what anyone else is doing. Amen. And that's what God is number one doing with impact. That's what he's doing with people who are affiliated with impact, whether you're a member or whether you're a participant or one way or the other that you're affiliated with impact. And I believe that, that this is what he's doing in the life of his believers. If we open ourselves to him doing something new, here we go. Three examples. We're going to walk through this. Let's go to Genesis 12, Genesis 12, one. I'll read it. Just write that down. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now watch this. God literally just told him, we talked about this. He has to leave the familiar place, people he's related to, the familiar people, the place of comfort, the place he's always been, the place he's always been, doing the things he's always done. And watch this, said, I'm going to tell you to go to a place that I will show you. Watch this. I'm asking you to leave all this comfort, the familiarity. I'm asking you to leave all this stuff, and I want you to go somewhere, but I'm not even going to tell you where it is. I'm just going to show you where it is, but just go. Think about that. Okay, well, which, which way do I go? I'll just start walking. Just go. Leave your father's house. Leave all this comfort, and, we want you to, and, 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 I, and I want you to go without telling him where, without knowing where the destination is, right? This is not new to God. Genesis 6, uh, 13. We're just trying to establish the fact that when God asks you to go and he's writing this revision, that, that listen, all the answers, may, all the questions may not be answered. But the only thing that needs to be answered is us saying, yes, I'll go, I'll do it. Genesis 6, we'll start at 13. Watch this. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence uh, through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the new earth. Verse 14, make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And then God goes through and instructs him. Here's God telling Noah to build something and to make something that's never been built before. There weren't any instructions outside of what God told him to do. Watch this. There was no manual. There was no example where you kind of look at it. This is how it should look. No, no, no. He told him to build something that has never been built before. No instructions outside of what God told him to be. And watch this. I have no reason to believe at all through reading the Bible that Noah had any experience building anything. Anything. There's no reason for us to believe that, that Noah built anything before. So God's asking him to build something that has never been seen before. Just listen to what I say and how I say to build it, and he's never built anything before. But God instructed him to do it. Here's what's key to it. We have to remember. I'm telling you, this is why you got to hold it for yourself. If you look back, it says that Noah... Uh, was able to build this, and God chose him because he found favor with God. And in some translations, it said he found grace. It doesn't matter what his experience was. It doesn't matter that there wasn't any kind of example before him. The fact of the matter is, is that God was looking at the earth. He was like, man is so violent. He's going through this whole thing about, ah, oh, repent of the day that I even made man, and I'm going to limit his days to 120, and all sorts of kind of stuff. Says, but Noah found grace with the Lord. And it says found favor with God. And that grace and favor carried him throughout the whole thing. Now watch this. Here's one that's going to trip you out. Go to Genesis 4. 
Here we go. Genesis 4. Again, we're laying down the examples of God giving people instructions, having this thing that no one, uh, uh, moving forward in a place that no man has seen, no uh, ears have heard, and no one has conceived in their mind. Again, he told them, go somewhere where I will show you. No one saw it. He says, build an ark. No one's built an ark before, hadn't seen the rain floods the earth like that. None, none of that stuff has ever happened before. He's asking them to do things that have never been seen before, right? Now watch, watch chapter 4, uh, uh, verse 1. Uh, uh, and we want to one and two. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time, uh, his brother, Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now, watch this. Watch this. Just now, Eve experienced childbirth for the first time. Up until this account, we don't have any account of anyone having a child up until now. Yet it's what God had her do. Listen, she didn't have a breathing coach. She didn't have a doula. She, look, she didn't have any epidural. Uh, any women who ever had a kid on the line. Listen, she didn't have any of that stuff. She, wasn't, she didn't know what to expect from the pain. She didn't know what to expect afterwards. All this stuff was new, but yet this is what God had for her. Again, no man has seen, no ear has heard, and, uh, uh, and it hasn't even dropped into the hearts or in the thoughts of men what God has for the people uh, who love him, and as it says in Isaiah, who wait on him. I'm trying to tell you that God is going to do a whole revision. A whole revision, and we got to be open to it. Watch this. Let's keep moving. Here's what you need to know about your revision, and we'll be and we'll be and we'll be done. And we'll be done. I like it. You know what? Here's the thing that I love. I love the fact that you know I don't I don't I don't. Um, uh, we've got the phone line thing here, and and I don't mind teaching when there's nobody in in, uh, in the room. But I just got a text from my sister. She says I'm teaching. I'm gonna keep teaching, parent. Here, you can feel free to show to send me a text if it's good to you. Uh, here we go. <laughs> or you can uh, email impactfellowshipemail at gmail dot com. By the way, we usually when we have service, it's a dialogue back and forth when God reveals things. If God is speaking to you now and is sharing some stuff with you, just email impactfellowshipemail at gmail dot com and share that, and then. Uh, next week, I'll share some of this stuff that God has been speaking to you as he's speaking to me. All right, here we go. And we're going to wrap up. He said, here's what, here's what we need to understand about our, about, about our uh, revision. God will be writing it. Number one, we have to understand that you are not writing this. God is writing it. Okay? So listen, sometimes we're like, you know what? Yeah, what do I want this new to be? What do I want God to do? No, 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 no. Don't even start to think that. This, this means a lot of our prayer time when we're trying to figure out what God is saying to us, it means that we need to be quiet and hear what God has to say. Number one, we have to understand about our revision is that God is writing it and we are not. Listen, you have to learn to be good with letting your life go. You got to be good with saying, you know what? It ain't about what I want to do. It ain't about me. It ain't about what I want to write for my vision. If I'm really going to have God's revision, then I need to let him write it. I need to get out the way. He has to write it. Watch this. We have to learn to be good with letting go of our life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We say this all the time. I've got to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. So if I'm leaning to my own understanding, I'm going to try to write this vision. Or I'm going to take the little bit that God has shown me and I'm going to try to write the rest. No, 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 no. Lean not to your own understanding. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will what? Direct your paths. That if in all your ways you acknowledge him, he's going to direct your path. You got to be good with letting it go. Proverbs 19, 21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You can have as many plans as you want. If you want this thing that God is saying that no man has heard, no man has seen, and no mind has even conceived what God has planned for you, you have to understand that I need to let go of, 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 of that and understand that God is writing it. God is writing it. That's point number one. Point number two. I got two more points, then we're done. 
this revision uh, means that some things have to be erased. Listen, you can't, <laughs> listen, you can't revise something by leaving it the same. A revision means to alter something, to change it, to make an adaptation. And so there are some things that has to be erased if God's going to make this uh, a revision in your life. Uh, I won't even go down the list, but I feel like the spirit will confirm to you what needs to be erased or taken out of your life as God writes this division, this, this, this uh, uh, revision. Listen, you have to divert yourself or uh, divorce yourself, I should say, from my plan, from my way from this particular way, from the familiar, from the way it's been before. You have to learn to divorce yourself from all of that stuff if you want to allow God to write your revision. You got to be okay with him uh, erasing some of that stuff. Listen, I know you have a grand plan and a grand uh, uh, scheme and vision for what you want your family to be. But what if God has a bigger plan for your family that no man has seen, no man has heard, and that uh, uh, hasn't even dropped in the mind of man what God has? Listen, what I would love for is for Manny to be on the PGA Tour playing golf. And so I got him in golf camps, and he's doing this and doing that. I really hope he makes it to the PGA Tour one day. But am I willing to let go of that plan that I have for Manny so he can live out the plan that God has for him that no one has seen, no one has heard, and that has not even dropped into the hearts of man? Am I willing to let God write that vision? I've got to understand that sometimes that plan that I have has to be erased. Sometimes that vision I have has to go. The familiar thing that I'm used to, the the way that things have always been before. I sit here and I want God's best. I want God's new. But all I do is hold on to what has been. Hold on to what I want. We got to break from that. Psalm 32, 8. Psalm 32, 8. And I'll go through some of the, like I did uh, Thursday, I'll go through, uh, I'll at least say all the scriptures towards the end so that way you can write them down and go back, you know, read them through and and study them um, uh, whenever you want to later today or this week. Um, Psalm 32, 8 says, he says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Listen, he's going to erase this stuff. And he's going to instruct and teach you in the way that you should go. But I got to be cool with letting that stuff go. I got to be cool with letting my way go, the familiar stuff. Am I okay with that? Number three. So, again, we had, uh, here's what we got to know about the revision, that we're not writing it. God is. That uh, the, re- the revision means uh, that some things have to be erased. You know, there's no saving it. It's got to be erased. Uh, and number three, I've got to be comfortable moving forward even though everything has not been written yet. Okay, watch, listen, listen, we just read it where God told Moses, go to a land that I'll show you, right? We have to be comfortable uh, moving forward in obedience to God, even though every single thing is not written out yet, that even though every single step is not plotted, that even, listen, I'm telling you, people are like, ask me, what's your five-year plan for impact? I don't know. It's already, it's being written right now as we speak. But one thing that I know, and if you've been with us, whether we've been at the, uh, uh, the home for at-risk moms, whether you've been with us uh, on the street serving the homeless, you've, you've been living and you've been seeing God's plan being written, and we're literally walking the sentence out as it's being written. Listen, listen, proof, proof, proof positive. Before anything was shut down, before any effects of the coronavirus thing was going on, we, y'all remember we had impact here at, at, at my house and, you know, Val, you were, uh, Valerie was here and, and, and Charles and mom, y'all were, and we talked about the fact that, okay, we're launching this meals for seniors. Who would have thought in just weeks there'd be seniors stuck in the house because of a virus that, that attacks them at a higher level than anyone else and they can't get to grocery stores? Who knew that that would be needed at this time? 
God did. And he was writing that vision out for impact. And so this is what I'm saying. Some people aren't comfortable. We don't, we don't, we don't have two-hour marketing meetings and two-hour two meetings about the plan for 2020. The plan for 2020 comes when God speaks in that moment, and here's what we're doing today. And then he speaks again, and then we do the next thing. And then he speaks again, and he does the next thing. You're looking for the vision. The, the vision is being written. It's being revised. It's being—I mean—it's being updated moment to moment. Why? Because the re, because God, the things He has in store for us as a church and as an individual has not been seen, has not been heard, and has not dropped into the minds of men. Okay, uh, uh, well, that was number three. Right? We got to be comfortable moving forward with everything, even though it's not written yet. I'm going to do one. We got one more scripture right for that point. Because again, it's all about God has done this before. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Exodus. Uh, Exodus thirteen twenty one. This is after he, he he delivers Israel from Egypt and they go in the wilderness. It says, "And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day." And by night, and he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Listen, listen, this means that as they walked during the day, God gave them a cloud. Just follow where the clouds leading you. That means that at night he gave them a pillar of fire. Just follow with the fire, meaning he is going to direct your steps. Look, every the steps of a righteous man. Come on, somebody are ordered by God. He is trying to order these steps now, and we have to be able to follow it with this revision. He's going to the, the cloud by day. Just follow the cloud. I used to sing a, a song in my old old church called "Move with the Cloud." The cloud of glory is moving. Move with the cloud. Listen, follow where this. Follow where 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 the cloud is leading you, and then the pillar by night. Follow where the fire is. Listen, if you want to take it by the literal day, because this is what this means: the literal day and night. He made sure they had provision. But even if you want to go into the emotion. You want to go into your life and you want to use it as a symbol. Listen, God is going to lead you by day. Like when day means everything is going good, everything is going great, you know, sunshine, blue skies. He's got the cloud to lead you then. But even at nighttime, when things aren't working out the way that you want them to work out, when you're in some sort of pain, in some kind of trauma, even inside your mind, inside your heart, inside your spirit, that God also can lead you to where he's sending you when everything's not going right. You do not have to wait for everything to be right in your life to follow this lead of God. God is trying to lead you now. Now, even while things are in turmoil, if I got to do it by cloud by day, I've got you. If I got to do it by fire by night, I got you. God is going to lead it. Now, remember, if we're believing the statement we said before, God still has things that no man has heard, that no man has seen, that no mind has conceived in store for me. Right. Because we made it personal. If I'm going to believe that, then I need to I need I need to stop looking for God in the familiar. I got to stop looking for God in the comfortable. I got to stop looking for God in what has always been. I've got to stop looking for God in what I've seen before and what I've heard before and what I thought before. I have to be ready for God's revision. Come on, somebody. I have to be ready for for God's revision. I have to make sure that I'm ready for him to write it. That it's not me writing it myself. I got to be ready uh, for some things to be erased. Come on, and I've got to get comfortable moving forward with everything not being written out yet. All I'm doing is reading the Bible. This is impact. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is impact. So again, we're going to get together um, uh, Tuesday at seven thirty. Thursday at 7.30, right here on this uh, on this line. Uh, next Sunday, we'll be right back here at noon. And um, uh, I'm going to pray us out. And then I'm also going to, so you don't have to stay on the line for this, but I'm going to play this song um, from Danny Goki called Haven't Seen It Yet. This has been like, my mom has said this has been her theme ever since it came out. Uh, it caught on as my theme, Impact's using it. Because listen, listen. What, what what the enemy wants you to do is to give up. You know, Jesus said to Peter, you know, uh, that the enemy uh, seeks to sift you as we. You know, he 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 wants to dest- he wanted to destroy Peter. He said, but Jesus said, but I pray for you that your faith fails you not. He wants you to you to give up. He wants your faith to just be rendered useless. But we're not going to do that because perhaps that the thing that God has in store for us is right around the corner. And as Danny Gokey said in the song, uh, maybe we just haven't seen it yet. So once the song is over, I'm going to hang up the line. And then uh, again, if God has been speaking to you as we've been doing this thing feel free to email impactfellowshipemail at gmail.com uh, you can also go to the website impactfellowshiponline.org to get all the information about it and we're going to um, uh, repost this uh, on the website uh, as well. So I'm going to pray. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your care and your love, your concern for your people. And thank you for the plan that you have for us that has no limits, that is not constrained by time or space, and that just continues to flow from you, Lord God. And so we pray, Lord, that as we wrap up this call, Lord God, that our spirits are on fire and ready to receive the things that no one has seen and no one has heard and that no one even thought of, Lord God, that you have prepared for your people who love you and who wait on you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.